Hello, I am Antoine Aboussamra, your host. I love food, and I guess you love food too. So let me take you on a journey. Let me take you on the food journey. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe to my podcast. A wine with a cause. Is change coming to the Napa Valley? The flames were getting closer to the house. The fire already reduced the nearby vineyard to ashes. Years of work and nurturing disappeared in a matter of hours. Though the time was not to be upset about the loss. Priority was to save lives in this once sheltered area of Northern California. The world is changing on our eyes. Climate change is one of the most obvious signs of these changes with its dramatic impact and devastation. But there are other changes taking place in Napa Valley. Positive and subtler ones which will have a long-term impact. A few decades ago, on May 24, 1976, Napa Valley created a revolution in the world of wine. The famous Paris Judgment, Le Jugement de Paris, was a landmark shattering the walls of the closely guarded fortress of the Old World and France in particular. In a blind tasting, 11 judges, 9 French, 1 American and 1 British, awarded the top spot in the white wine category to Chateau Montelena 1973, a California Chardonnay, beating the Burgundy Chardonnays. In the red wine category, Stag's Leap Wine Cellars 1973, a Cabernet Sauvignon, overtook the Bordeaux wines. How was it even possible? The look on the faces of the French attendees was that of utter shock and humiliation. American wines? Ce n'est pas possible. Napa was launched on the global scene. For centuries, the French ruled the world of wine. With a certain amount of complacency in being the center of the world of wine, they couldn't imagine their position being threatened by anybody else. Napa proved them wrong. Wine production in the Napa Valley started in the 19th century. However, it was only in the 1960s that winemakers started to focus on quality wines. It was made possible thanks to the effort of a few trailblazers like Robert Mondavi or Lee and Helen Passage of Chateau Montelena. It was their and many others' vision, effort and dedication that slowly built the reputation of the valley. They were innovators. Fast forward a few decades, Napa Valley occupies a strong established presence in the global wine market. Its Cabernet Sauvignon commands prices and high prices. Its strong position begs the question also. Has Napa become complacent as well? New world wine producers have emerged on the global scene. Australia, Chile or Argentina to name a few. In the US, new regions have also emerged like Oregon or Washington State, producing high quality wines. But it's not just the wine. The conversation is shifting on the environment, climate change, diversity and inclusion. Businesses are being seen as an integral part of the conversation. They are not expected to just sell products, but to have and enforce clear values. Today, this type of engagement is being championed and fostered by the vision of Napa locals like Jamie Orajo, founder and winemaker of Trois Noirs, which means Three Knots, one of the newest wineries in the valley. As a second generation to Napa winemakers, Orajo took a different path, spending 24 years in the old world. After a career as a theatre actress in London and obtaining an MBA from the top business school of INSEAD, she launched one of the first wine consulting firm in France, Terra Vina, basically teaching the French how to sell their wines, which for an American is quite a feat. 
spending so much time in Europe changed her perspective, and when she decided to return to Napa in 2013, little did she know that she would have the opportunity to bring a fresh outlook. After selling the Isle Vineyard to François Pinault's Artemis Group, which is the owner of Château Latour, Château Grier, Domaine de Génie and many more, the Orajo family founded Achendo Cellars. And then something happened around 2014. We were doing the blends um, to see what our, this first wine was going to look like. There was this one lot of wine that just refused to play with the others. I mean, it just, it just was bizarre. It was like chemically there was something in it that it just was oil and water with the other lots that we were working with. Having said that, it was beautiful on its own. So my brother and I actually at the time were like, this is crazy. We're not going to bulk this out. This is so good. Let's, I don't know, we'll start a little company and we'll buy it from ourselves and we'll see, maybe we can do something. That's kind of how Tuanwa started. And uh, the reason we called it Tuanwa was because even though we had our children on opposite sides of the world, um, we realized we actually called them peanuts when they were little. So I have two, he has one. So it's our three little nuts. So it was sort of second generation's nod to the third generation. Recalls Uraho. Being on her own again allowed her to create a platform in her image. And I realized that that freedom and creativity is really important to me. Like it's, it's like viscerally important to me. I have to have that or I feel stifled and I, I don't work well. So um, for me, Tuanwa, as it grew and developed, part of the reason it was so important to me was because it gave me that outlet. It was, a, it was this place where I could try things and do things and speak with my voice. Now she could bring her innovative approach to winemaking and use Trois as an agent for change, a wine with a cause. Actually, several causes. One of these causes is environmental. She's a strong defender of varietal diversity. Because of financial pressure, many winemakers favor Cabernet Sauvignon as it commands higher prices. This is where one can make money. But this has downsides. That's such a devastating thing for the environment of our valley. Not only does it make it just kind of a, a monotone palette in terms of the wines that we make, but also um, ecologically, you know, environmentally. Lamens, Uraho, she makes sure that Trois also produces white wines, Chardonnay and Sauvignon Blanc. On the social front, the events of last year have started to change the conversation in America, in particular the murder of George Floyd triggered a wave of reactions and discussion that also reached a very white and affluent Napa Valley. Napa, I think um, there were a lot of people who reacted um, in a really good way, I think in a really constructive way, uh, in a very humble way, and I was heartened to see that. I was disheartened to see the lack of response from a lot of our peers, um, and I think most of it is because people are afraid to say the wrong thing, says Jamie O'Raho. While there have been some progress in the U.S. with a number of black-owned wineries, there are very few consultants, and the issue of diversity still looms large. The situation of the Latinx and Mexican community, which is very present in Napa, is even more precarious. I'm somewhat more worried about, in a sense, worried about, but about Latina women. Um, there are, you know, Latina women are a very important force in the wine industry, but you never hear about them. They are not organized, so to speak. And um, that's a real shame. There's only been, as far as I know, 
I, I think there hasn't even been one yet, not one Latina woman, woman through UC Davis. And in the Napa Valley, there's only one Latina woman who is a winemaker, um, and she's an assistant winemaker. Says Karen McNeil, author of the award-winning book, The Wine Bible, to achieve any change, whether societal or environmental, takes time. The important part is to act and not just talk. Jamie Arojo is an example of a doer. Her approach challenges the status quo. It's a refreshing call that should remind the Napa Valley that it emerged on the world scene thanks to its innovative approach against the complacent old world. And Urajo vision is being rewarded. Trois-Nois 2019 Chardonnay and Sauvignon Blanc were awarded respectively 94 and 91 points by Venus. Yeah, I just hope to grow. I hope that we have even more nuts. And nuts of all shapes, sizes, orientations, colors, creeds, abilities, and denominations. Um, I want Tuanwat to be a place that's really, really welcoming to everyone. Tuanwat is, is a safe space in Napa. That's what I would love. That's what I would love. The future looks promising indeed. Thank you for listening to The Food Journey. I hope you enjoyed the program. If you have any questions, do not hesitate to contact me through email or social media. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe to my podcast.